You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode 101. Welcome back, friends. I am so happy to be here once again chatting with you. How fun was last week's episode? You guys have been messaging me and tagging me in your posts on Instagram, and I've been loving them. I'm so excited about all of you who are entering the giveaway and just seeing all of your love for the show. Thank you so much. If you haven't listened yet, we celebrated together the 100th podcast episode complete with bloopers, voice memos, a detailed Q&A about podcasting, and my favorite, the first ever podcast giveaway. Listen to it for all the details on how you could be one of the three winners to receive a free digital devotional package. So after you listen to this episode, go back to the episode before, episode number 100, to find out all about the info. You guys have until the end of the month to enter into the giveaway, so please hurry and do that really soon. Okay, before we get into this incredible interview, I do have to remind you that Mother's Day is less than two weeks away. So if you've been scrambling your mind about what to get those precious mamas in your life, please check out our complete inventory of gifts at helloawesome.live. Place your order by this Friday, April 30th to guarantee on-time delivery just in time for Mother's Day, which is on May 9th. Yeah. It's right around the corner. I have books, mugs, teas, vintage purses, and hats, and so many more wholesome items to choose from. And just for fun, use code HELLO10 for 10% off your entire order. You're welcome. So no more excuses. Go find something special at helloawesome.live and bless those sweet mamas. They deserve it. All right, fam. We have the lovely Diana Carrera here today, also known on Instagram as d.modestmama. Diana shares how she started her modest fashion journey. She has some encouragement for those wanting to explore their fashion sense, what God's been showing her through motherhood, and why it's important to raise godly boys. It is so, so good. So let's get into this discussion right now. Here is episode number 101 that I am calling Raising Godly Boys with Diana Carrera. Hey guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome podcast where I bring forth topics and truthful insights that will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. The Hello Awesome podcast is sponsored by some good friends who want to give you a special treat just for showing up. If you're looking for super cute, modest clothing that is both classy and fun, Nuggles has you covered. Use code HelloAwesome10 for 10% off at www.nuggles.us. That's www.nuggles.us and stock up on essential yet affordable apparel right now. If this windy weather is leaving your skin crying out for help like mine, Oneness Essentials has what you need to be nourished again. Their handmade lotions and soap bars are seriously heavenly and smell amazing. Use code HelloAwesome at onenesssoapbiz.com for 15% off your next order of bath and body products today. That's O-N-E-N-E-S-S-S-O-A-P-B-I-Z dot com. Are you in love with a good scrunchie? If you know me, then you know my answer is, duh. And my favorite ones are from So Vita. These are high quality handcrafted scrunchies straight out of indie. Seriously, they're perfect for long hair. Use code PODCAST for 10% off to pick up a handful of scrunchies like the popular Crushed Velvet or Satin Bow at sovita.com. That's S-E-W-V-I-D-A.com. 
go grab a bunch to add to your collection or give away as the perfect gift. I want to give a big shout out to those of you who are working in the medical field, especially our nurses and technicians. Bravo to you guys. Y'all are the real MVPs. If you need comfortable scrub skirts so that you can serve others while sticking to your modest lifestyle, Sea Saucy is the place for you. Use code HELLO10 for 10% off your entire order right now when you check out at seasaucy.com. That's C-S-A-U-C-Y.com. Go invest in a comfortable scrub skirt right now with Sea Saucy so that you can just focus on your patience and continue on being a light. Okay, who says athletic wear is boring? Not with Snaga Athletics. With so many fun colors and designs to choose from, you no longer have to struggle to stay modest when you are ready to be active. Use code JC10 for 10% off your minimum purchase of $20 and get free shipping on orders of $120 or more. This code doesn't apply to the Courtney T. Oliver collection and it's valid through April 30th at midnight. That code is J-A-C-Y-10 for 10% off your minimum purchase of $20 right now at snogaathletics.com. That's S-N-O-G-A-A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-S dot com. Hey, everybody, it's JC here. Welcome back to the Hello Awesome podcast. I have a brand new guest with me, Diana. It is such a pleasure to talk with you today. Finally, we can put the voice to the beautiful face. I cannot wait to talk to you. Um, I would love for you to share with everybody listening, who you are, what you do, and where they actually might know you from. Well, hello, everyone. It is a pleasure and a humbling experience to be on here. Um, I'm Diana Carrera. Um, I am a Maryland resident, married with two beautiful boys. Um, if you know me, you probably know me from Instagram, uh, Dmodest Mama. And yeah, um, I participate in my church, my local church here, which is pastored by my father. Um, and I also help along with his blogs there at the church. And I also have my own personal blog too. That is so cool. I did not know that you were a pastor's daughter. And I, I think that's so encouraging. Is it a, um, if you don't mind me asking, is it a, a Spanish church or is it multi, um, multicultural? Yeah, it is a Spanish church. Um, our goal in the next couple of years, I think, was to, you know, create that environment where we can, you know, start doing services bilingual and not, you know, close off that door because, you know, the gospel is for everyone. So hopefully in the future, we can be a multicultural church. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. I love that. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about a lot of things because we've just connected so well online and I know we're just going to be chatting like we've been sisters or something. But uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is modest fashion because, you know, on Instagram, you share so many like fun, modern looks. And there's been so many times like you'll post something and I'm like, I wouldn't even have thought of that, but it looks so good. I'm going to have to remember that. And I probably have some of your looks saved. And so you know, have you always loved fashion and putting outfits together? Like, where did the love of fashion come from? I mean, honestly, growing up, I was, I would say, I would consider myself a tomboy. I would hate dresses. Like, my my mom would always try to, like, put these fancy dresses with those poofy sleeves, and mm -hmm. I would hate it. So <laughs> the last thing I wanted was anything fashion related. But, you know, as you grow up and you start to see like, oh, you know, I'm changing, you know, I have to start dressing accordingly, like a young lady. Um, so I think like once I hit like 13, 14, I started getting interested into and in, into the, like, you know, the fashion. Mm -hmm. um, but like until I got my first job, that's when I went like crazy because I was able to buy my own things and just like yeah. wear what I thought you know looked best on me um so I think within that time frame the 13 to 18 years old that's when I started to kind of get that that love for fashion and and just mm -hmm. you know enjoying enjoying the different pieces together and just creating stuff that like you know resembled how I either how I felt 
or how, you know, I want it to be perceived by everyone else. Right, right. I didn't have this question written down, but knowing now that your pastor is your dad and, you know, your pastor's daughter, have you always grown up in church or was that something that came later on in life? Um, so my parents didn't meet Christ um, until I was about five years old. So I would say, I, you know, I grew up in church. I wasn't born into church, but at the age of five, you know, you it's easy to kind of adapt to what you're, you know, you're learning, what you're seeing. So I always like to say, like, I was part of the church my entire life. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I have a five-year-old too, and he's only going to remember stuff from like now and on, you know? Right, right. Yeah. I was just curious because um, I think it just makes a difference when it comes to like modest fashion and, and how that relationship is with different people, especially with their background. And if you've been around it for so long, you just kind of know, like, this is just what we do. Like, this is the right thing. Mm-hmm. And like, my story is a little bit different was when I got saved, I was 22. So I had to like deprogram. So my love for fashion didn't come until much later. <laughs> like probably honestly probably like two years ago but um (laughs) just like the love of fashion I took to modest fashion right away because it just made sense to me like it just made sense to how we can honor our bodies that way and how we can just honor God that way right um but actually loving like putting outfits together and having fun with it that didn't come to like much later for me (laughs) um but you know I think it's such a cool thing that you had and maybe you didn't, but it feels for me looking um, that you had like the confidence to just share your style on social media. And I want to know, like, how did you start with your page and your blog and sharing that part of your life? Yeah, well, I'm going to be like straight up honest. Um, I I did speak about it on a live one day, but I only have like five people on there. So I kind of felt to open up. Maybe I spoke to someone that day, but mm-hmm. um. When I started this blog, it's going to be about two years now in January 1st. um, I was in a pretty dark place. I'm not going to lie. Like if you would have seen me on the outside, I looked like just like every other apostolic Pentecostal girl out there. Mm -hmm. But if you were to really look at what was going inside my mind, my heart, it was just a lot of brokenness. And um I feel like, I feel like when I did this, it was in a way to, you know, a cry for help for God to like, look down at me and say, you know, I'm going to help you. I'm going to pick you back up and you're going to rise up again. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I said, you know, I was a pastor's daughter. I am a pastor's daughter. So I don't take lightly speaking about this, but I think it's important to always talk about your low, low points, because we all have those scars that we're so scared to show, but just how Jesus showed his scars to his disciples for them to believe it was actually him. You know, we have to show our scars to say, look, God really healed me. God helped me out from my dark place. He helped me out from whatever sin I was in. And I'm here now. So I think it's, I think once I opened this page, I was still broken. Like I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say I was perfect all the time. Um, I was not, you know, the ideal pastor's daughter or pastoral family, sure. but I know that God was breaking down and building up. And I think it wasn't until this year that a lot of things just kind of finally fell into place. A lot of things that, you know, I was waiting for, God said, you know, you still got to wait on this, but I have you, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like I said, you know, this page has been more of a blessing for me than for, you know, like, I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to inspire other people, but it was actually to help me get closer to God. Um, and I thought yeah. maybe if I start to portray and resemble someone that I aspire to be, then God will come and continue to work on the, on the interior, on the inside. Yeah. I think a lot of people look to social media to, you know, for help. 
I think a lot of people do turn to social media for help. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because I do think that God can use anything. And I think he definitely can use a tool like social media to bring us to the right people that can help us. And one of the beautiful things about Instagram is the community. And, um, you know, my husband is not social media savvy at all. He could care less. So, you know, I have to explain to him and he's super supportive, but I have to explain to him just how, you know, it's different when you have like-minded people who believe in God and they encourage you and they lift you up when you don't feel like you're good enough or you don't feel like you're worthy. And they encourage you and say, you know, like, you're so beautiful today. You know, I can see, I don't know, the light of the Lord on you or whatever. And I'm sure all of those things helped with hopefully um, healing for you. And you said something about, you know, like showing our scars And I don't know why I wrote it down because it just sounded so profound. And maybe we should talk about that a little bit. Like, do you think that even though you're sharing like modest fashion, um, that that's kind of like opening the door so you can share deeper things. And so that people can see that deep down, we are all the same. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, totally. Um, this year, like I said, I, I'm sure for like most of us, it's been a year of like so much like, God, why, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> like I was honestly, I had COVID for like six weeks. It would not go away. And then I was recently in a car accident. So I, I haven't been working like for most of this year. And, you know, it's in, during those times where you're just like, God, what is going on? Like what's happening? And, you know, your faith is tested. Your, your you know, your stability, your foundation is, is, you know, shaking and you're just like, you know, what's going on. And he's like, don't worry about it. I got you. And, and I've been pretty open about kind of like the things that's been going on in my life. Um, and I've gotten messages from like either young girls or boss like me, like saying, Oh, I really resonated with that. Or, you know, like that really touched my heart. So, I think it's so important to sometimes just be you. It's it's fun to to post the outfits. It's fun to, you know, share the latest sale going on. But you know, at the end of the day, like what what is my purpose? And and I want to show, you know, whoever is there and listening that there is something greater out there, something better for your life. And, you know, just sharing my little my little piece of the puzzle to like the grand masterpiece that God has, it's, it's just so, it feels liberating because, you know, you're able to finally like show, show like, look what God is doing and look what God has done. But also you motivate those people who are probably on borderline, either leaving the church or borderline, you know, maybe thinking like, should I do it or should I not? So mm-hmm. I think it's extremely important to, to use our platforms. Yes. To inspire, to have fun, but also to, to reach out to those who, who really need it. And I always, every time someone, you know, reaches out to me and says, Oh yeah, like I'm going through this. And I'm like, you know what, anytime you can just message me and we can chat about it. I'll pray, you know, making those connections and, and, you know, being real is just, is just for me, it's like so great because I love to help I love to, like I said, to talk. I, I rather talk and spend hours. And if that makes someone's day, like, let's do it. I don't mind. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. I think it is so important to, you know, yeah, have fun and, and you know, use our platforms to inspire. I know I try doing that, you know, but the real conversations do happen in the DMs and they do happen in the messages. Um And then just that connection, like you said, and letting people know that they're being heard. Hey, you sent me this message and I heard you and I'm going to pray for you. And um, that can make somebody's day. We don't understand what people are going through. We don't know if there's somebody, you know, who's struggling, who, who really, they don't have somebody that they can turn to. And especially if they're going through something, there's a lot of guilt and shame out there. And so um, it's not our job to, you know judge we don't have all the details but we do know the one who does so that's why you know going to him is is 
is an amazing opportunity. And to be able to do that on the behalf of somebody who needs it, that's truly awesome. And, um, you know, I, I was just thinking about all of the modest fashion bloggers who are out there now. And, um, you know, a couple of years ago, there wasn't that many, but now there's so many and I love it. And everybody has such a unique style. You can see their personality come out. And I want to know, does it excite you to see all of these diverse fashion bloggers out there right now? Oh, yes. Like, I love to see people starting accounts. Um, I love when people, you know, they're like, hey, can you, can you like, you know, shout me out because I'm, I'm, I'm a baby account or I'm just starting like, I'm like, yes, let's do it. Let's, let's spread modest, modesty. Let's spread, you know, like, it's not just a fashion trend. It is, you know, everyday life for us. And I, I love to see that I've made some strong connections with many girls on there. Um, and it's a nice community to have too. You know, you have your little, your little niche and you're able to, you know, talk about not just fashion with them, but you know, like everyday life too. So I just love it. I I'm excited um, to have such a strong group of girls on there. Yeah, for real. I honestly, every time I see just the, the group get bigger and bigger and bigger, it, it just makes my joy get bigger and bigger and bigger because, um, you know, social media is here. So however we use it, it's going to matter because pretty much we will be using it. And I think that some girl out there just decided I'm going to use it to share, you know, modest fashion and I'm going to use it to honor God and to show people how you can dress in a respectful way in a beautiful way and it be, you know, like stylish or it be fun or youthful. And the fact that somebody actually like chose to put that out there is a big thing. And I don't think, you know, sometimes they feel that way. I feel like sometimes like fashion in general gets a bad rap because it's easy, it's easy for people to kind of boil it down and, and toss it aside and be like, oh, it's just clothes. You know, like it's not that serious. But like you said, I love what you said, that it's not just a fashion trend. Modest fashion is our, our lifestyle. And so if, if you out there, you know, have a page and you have shared even like a cute, modest outfit, that is a big deal. Because that's you literally proclaiming to the world, yeah, I don't go by your standards. I go by God's standards, right? What would you tell the girl out there who is a little nervous to have fun with her modesty style or is nervous about sharing her style online, even though she really wants to? Could you give her some encouraging advice? Sure. Um. I would just say be you like for me it's just I remember growing up and being like awkward and just like it's hard to embrace change and you know sometimes people are not really gonna they're gonna be like this is kind of you know you look kind of funny but okay I guess I'll go with it but if you're confident you're gonna you're gonna show that you're gonna whether I'm wearing a plastic bag you know, I'm going to be confident in it because I know my worth and I'm beautiful and clothes don't define me. Um, and also you're representing Jesus. You, you are an ambassador of Christ. So whatever you wear that is modest and that, you know, comes from you, your heart and you're being yourself and you're representing God, you know, that's, that's the best thing to do. So I would say, just go for it. I've had you know, a couple people reach out and be like, you know, I love how you did that, but I don't think it would go with me. I don't think I can pull that off. And I'm like, girl, just do it. The worst thing that can happen is that you won't like it <laughs> and you just don't wear it right. again, but just try it out. I've, I've had so many outfits. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to be okay. You know what? Let me just put it on. And, you know, I go out there, take my pictures or I go out, you know, with family or whatever. And you know, I feel amazing. I, I feel great. And I'm like, Oh, you know what? It actually did work out. So, you know, I, I'd say go for it and just be you. I love that. And that is so true. Sometimes you look at something, something on the hanger and you're like, no, I don't think that's it. And then you actually put it on 
and then you realize it actually does fit better than I thought it would. It goes better than what I thought it would. And then, and then there's something that I can't wait to wear and I put it on and I'm like, what? Like, why did I even buy this? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. It's so funny. Um, I did want to talk about being a boy mom because you and I are boy mamas. So shout out to all the boy mamas out there. The ones who are super scrappy with these little rugrats. I love, love, love being a boy mom. Um, Super adventurous. And do you feel like having a mom who dresses modestly is teaching your boys to honor and respect women? I know that's a big question, but I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, Yeah, definitely. It could be an aspect of, of, you know, teaching them. I always, I always, every time I get dressed or, you know, I'm getting ready for church or something, um, my kids always come, mama, you look so cute. And I'm like, thank you, baby. I'm like, yes, <laughs> thanks for boosting up my, my confidence today, you know, and they, their children are just like, they're so in tune with what's going on. We think they're like, mm-hmm. oh, they're kids. They don't know what's going on. They know what's going on and they yeah. see, you know, what you do, what you say, you know, what you wear, things like that. They, they know that. Um, and a big thing that I've been learning, cause you, you, you learn so much being a mom, whether it's a boy, mom, girl, mom, you learn so much. You learn that it's not just, you know, learning to be, you know, dressing mod- modestly, but also thinking, speaking Christ-like, you know, speaking in a way that is going to help them grow in all aspects. And it's something that I've learned that I can't pour from an empty cup and I can't pour into my children. If I have trash inside of me, you know, if I have worldly things, um, if I'm filling up my, my mind with, with things that are not going to edify their lives, how am I going to be pouring that into them or showing them that? So that's just like been a big eye opener now because, you know, now they're, they're talking to me and they're saying, well, why is this happening? Or why are we doing that now? And, you know, they, like I said, they're so in tune to what's going on. So it's very important, like not to just physically or outwardly show them that, Hey, this is how we present ourselves as Christians, but also, you know, how are we speaking to them, teaching them about his word, um, you know, showing them like, hey, this is the way we live our life for Christ. Um, and I feel like that also leads to the to the aspect of being able to to teach them about respect towards women, towards everybody, because, you know, it's important to be able to 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 approach someone when you're when you're going out and you know, our character reflects what we are in Jesus. So yeah, it's, it's truly, it's it's a big task. (laughs) I think parenthood is is a huge task. Yeah, it really is. I know that my boys are eight and five and it's so crazy. Just like the older they get, just the more, like you said, in tune they are. And I'm realizing like how deep, you know, our conversations can get. Because they do, if they don't understand everything, they do get the principles for the most part. And um, I remember like when I was, when I was about to have my second son and I was like, God, like, how could I do this? I'm going to be the only woman in this house. (laughs) And it really freaked me out. It really did. I got like really nervous because I'm like, you know, I know I have so much stuff that I need to change. And I knew that whatever I did as a mom, they would be thinking, oh, yeah, like, this is what this is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, this is this is who like a woman should be or this is who a wife should be. And I'm like, I am not a, you know, (laughs) a like Mrs. Smith. like housewife that makes sure everything is taken care of before a husband comes home and has everything clean. I am not that at all. Um, And not saying that that's what I feel like they would expect, but I'm just saying like, there's just different things like, like, Lord, I am not clean enough. I'm not organized enough. 
um, I could barely get myself ready and you expect me to get these kids ready. Like <laughs> just different <laughs> things like that, you know, just to be real. But I remember just the Lord placing it in my heart, the message for uh, my book, the glitter effect, you know, just talking about the power of influence and it is true. You know, uh, our boys, our children are looking at not just what we wear, of course, that is going to be important, but also like, I love what you were talking about, how we think, how we speak. Is it Christ-like? And I know for me, that's a sore for me because I just want to say whatever is on my mind. I got that Hispanic fire in me. You know how that yes, is. Girl, yes. <laughs> and I have to remember, okay, now how I'm talking is might be culturally acceptable, but it's not Christ-like. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's not acceptable to Christ. That I think is the hardest part. And, and I think, you know, kids can pick up on that for sure. Definitely, definitely. And I told, I'm totally with you on that. It's like a sore spot for me too. And mm-hmm. I'm like, God, please <laughs> help me. <laughs> yeah. Give me yeah. strength to do this too. And to, he does. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I know out of, this is, I'm giving you like big questions here, but I did want to know because now that you're, you know, learning more about being a mom and kind of in the trenches, as they say, of motherhood, what is one thing that God has taught you about raising boys? (laughs) Lots of patience. (laughs) I would say patience and grace. (laughs) You're never... I feel like it's just overall across the board, just being a mom, Mm -hmm. it's never going to be perfect. Like you're probably going to have a good day. It's not going to be a perfect day, but you know how a good day feels. And the next day can be like the worst day ever. Like you're throwing tantrums left and right, you know, you're trying to cook a meal for your husband and it's burning. And like, you feel like everything is falling apart. And I just feel like God's been teaching me a lot of patience and grace, you know? Yes. Thank God for the, the tiniest thing. You know, I'm alive. My children are alive. We're all healthy. And sometimes we we tend to, you know, put that aside. Like, yeah, yeah, you're supposed to give me life, God, because I'm your child, you know. But like give me the real blessings, you know. And mm-hmm. and I feel like sometimes we forget, like, you know, the principle, like, hey, you know, I should be thanking God because we're all still here. I have my family. There's people who don't have the ability to see their families right now. And I feel like that's a huge blessing. And we have our life, we have our health, just a lot of, a lot of grace, um, just how God gives us grace each and every single day and, you know, gives mm-hmm. us mercy. That's what we should be doing to ourselves in our homes and towards our kids, because they're also little humans are trying to learn and explore the world. And Mm -hmm. I always try to remind myself, you know, like they're still learning. And if you just take the time to teach them and to speak to them with love, then they're going to, they're going to be okay. They're going to learn. It's just going to take some time. It's just going to be one day where they're going to be their own person. And, you know, whatever you build up with them from now, in childhood, it's going to carry over to adulthood. Mm. And I think it's just very important just to remember to be gracious and, and patient and just take the time to build that relationship with your kids. Yes. Yes. I agree. I mean, I do think, you know, I, for me, you know, growing up, it was just so different. Um, just the attitude towards kids and I'm not bashing my family at all. It was just kind of like across the board with different adults is I always had like these different adults, like kind of had like a bad attitude just because I was like a little kid. And I tried not, I try very hard not to do that um, to my boys, even though I probably do it, obviously, to be real. But I try not to because I love what you said um, about them being little humans. I often say like kids are not robots. You don't just plug in what you want them to do. You know, let's program this child to do this thing and then expect them to do it perfectly. And I feel like so many adults feel like that. Like they feel like, oh, this kid is not doing this, you know, because I I gave him this programming and he needs to do this. And, you know, all of us do that. But but that grace, like you said, giving grace to our children is a huge thing. And um, I love what you said about being thankful, too, because I I find myself when I'm praying with the kids being like, 
thank you, Jesus, for this home. Thank you for the food. And I keep reminding him, hey, we got to say thank you for those things because there are kids who don't have that. You know, there are families who don't have that. And, um, you know, I think for me, one of the biggest things is like forgiveness and asking the boys to like forgive me. That has been super huge, especially like as they've gotten older, like you said, building those connections, they're real people. You know, they're, and they're humans. Like they have person, they have personality. Okay. We know that (laughs) they are their own person. Like you'll see one boy do something or one child do something totally different than the other child. And they're, it's not like right or wrong, but you're like, wow, they are just different people, how they think. Like, you know, that you probably know, like one son probably wouldn't do the same thing as the other son, even though you gave him the same job. They will probably accomplish the job, but they'll do it their own way. And, you know, I found too, especially with my oldest, um, he's eight now, obviously. So, you know, I've just been trying to remember, and I'll tell him this is like, dude, you've never been eight before. I've never been a mother of an eight-year-old before, right? When you put it in perspective, I've never been a mom of of an eight-year-old before. What do I know? I know nothing. So I keep telling him like, Dude, I was I was not very patient with you today. Like I probably lost my temper. Maybe I yelled at you. You know, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry I did that today. You actually didn't deserve it. It was my fault. You know, like and and especially if it was. Like I do want him to be accountable. So if there's certain things I'll bring it up that he should have done. But then I also have to be accountable of like, even though you didn't do this, I shouldn't have treated you like that. You know, so we have that like open communication. That's just something that hopefully I'll keep doing because I think it really makes a difference. I feel like it does too. My five-year-old is, I, I, he's like wise beyond his years and like he's, he's actually in speech therapy. So, you know, he wasn't able to communicate as much. Maybe I did something before, you know, and he never, you know, responded to me, you know, saying, Hey, don't do that. I don't like that. Mm. But now he's just like, you know he won't stop. <laughs> and I'm just like, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that bothered you. Like, I, I'm okay. Like I won't, I won't do that again. And she's just like, Oh mama, sometimes you're annoying. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> but I'm like, oh well, God. I'm glad though. Like, I know we have to build that, you know, those relationships, but I'm just so glad that, you know, being able to still respectfully, you know, I'm still your mother and he's still my son. So mm-hmm while keeping that respect for each other too. And I, I just love to see how much they've grown and how, how they've made me grow too. Because honestly, if I were not a mom at this age, I'd probably be a totally different person Um, because they just teach you so much. And I, I just love being a mom and sometimes they do drive us insane and it's okay to say, because at the end of the day, we're still going to love them. We're going to protect them and take care of them. So, yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's just that's amazing. definitely something. It is really amazing. I mean, it really is. And um, that is something that I tell the boys too, is, Hey, no matter how, you know, bad you get in trouble or if you mess up, you have to come back to us and, mm-hmm. you know, you have to know that we will love you no matter how bad you mess up and you know that, and I think of the prodigal son yes yes you took it right out of my mouth <laughs> really oh I love that yeah. yeah yeah exactly because if we if we kind of like have that attitude of like well you messed up and you know you can't make it right with me again like that's yeah. just that is not a Christ-like attitude no it's not yeah. So, you know, this kind of gets me thinking about, you know, looking at society now and how society is treating boys or men. You know, what are what are some of your thoughts about how how society is really um, raising, you know, some of the men and the boys out there? Yeah, well, we know that, you know, when we don't have Christ, there's a lot of things that, you know, can go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that I've always heard that I've always hated um, is that, you know, boys will be boys, you know, like they'll yes. be rough, oh. they'll be tough and this and that. Like, no, <laughs> we have to teach them, you know, to be respectful. We have to teach them to, 
um, when they see a lady, it's like, what is their first reaction not to go over and just like hover around her? No, like we're teaching them to be respectful mm-hmm. men who, who want, you know, a respectable woman, you know? And I just really, really, um, when it comes to like, uh, our Hispanic culture, oh yes. my goodness, like machismo, it's like a very big thing. Um, you know, and I know a lot of people have been raised that way, but I want my kids to, you know, be like, I'm feeling these emotions today. Sometimes it's okay to cry it out. Mm -hmm. Boys can cry. Um, and I've always taught them that, you know what, my sister helped me a lot. And, you know, she, she told me, you know, if they get upset, let them feel their feelings. You can send them to the room. And then once they feel better, they'll come back to you and then they'll tell you what was wrong. Or, you know, they'll be in a much more calmer state to, to, you know, to be able to, you know, make that conversation with you again. And so I, that's something I've learned that, you know, like just because they're boys, it doesn't mean that they can't feel feelings um mm. and they can't express themselves just like girls do well we know that they can express themselves for sure they don't <laughs> need anybody's permission about that and i do think it's so crazy um because yeah growing up and hearing you know like boys don't cry or even like things that like you know even hearing things like oh you throw like a girl or just those like yeah. silly things it's easy for us to like say them but i try my hardest to be like hey like if like if somebody has said that like around my boys or like to my boys i will kind of call it out cuz i'm that kind of person and not in a rude way but i'll say you know what we really don't want to like say that because it's actually not true there are a lot of girls who throw better than boys and yeah. there are a lot of boys who cry more than girls You know what I mean? So it's all about being a human. And I think when we kind of like make all these boxes, when we keep these boys in these boxes, they're going to feel like they have to stay in that box. And so they're going to try and contain themselves in that, in that box that like God never put over them. You know what I mean? Like God, like Jesus wept. Jesus showed emotion. Yes. You know, Jesus was definitely not a boys will be boys kind of person. And so I feel like we have to be careful about those phrases because yes, boys are definitely wired different than girls. And I think that's where that saying comes from because boys seem to be more adventurous. They don't have a lot of that, that cautionary like gene that some girls might have. But we also know, all of us know, some girls who would probably skydive without like, without... (laughs) without even blinking an eye you know what I mean and we know some boys that would be like no I'm good I'm not even going to get up that ladder you know so it's like you know I think it all I think it all boils down to just being careful not to put all these like stereotypes and um like these phrases on our boys because we're going to uh not give them give them enough room to just grow and be who God has made them to be right right that's definitely true I would love it if you could talk to all the boy moms out there. Um, and the reason why I'm saying boy moms is I feel like uh, that's something that's very specific to our lives. And I think God really, um, he teaches He teaches mothers how to mother the children that they have. And I think he does teach um boy moms and girl moms a little bit different depending on obviously their children but I do think that he gives us certain um hopefully if we are in tune with him and if we seek his will that he will help us to raise these boys to become godly men and that's obviously my prayer for all of our boys um and those out there and I would love it if you could just talk to all the boy moms and you know, those who really want to raise godly boys, what would you say to them? What would be something that would encourage them right now? Yeah. Well, I know as mothers, we have a lot of things we have to juggle sometimes. Some of us are full, you know, we're working full time. Both tasks are just incredibly difficult and we can never, you know, find that balance. There's, I feel like you'll never find a balance because, you know, something, someone always needs you or needs your attention. Um, But I always, and this is coming from like a personal, you know, thing that 
you know, God's been teaching me. It's, you know, make time to, to pray, make time to speak life, speak, you know, great things over your children. Um, because you want them to be, you know, growing. We're in, in, in a world where things are not getting better. Um, and we want our children, our boys to, to rise up you know, be better than the generation that's here now. I always think my dad, my dad always said, um, you know, like, Miha, I want you guys to, you know, go to college, do this, do more than I was able to do. And that's the same feeling that I have for my children. Like, yeah, I aspire to be, let's say, a therapist, um, and I'm, I'm a working therapist. Um, but I want them to go further. Like, if there's something that's out there for them that that God has planned for their life. I want to speak life over that. I want Mm -hmm. for that to grow, for that seed to be planted in their life. And we should always continuously be planting seeds into their life. And that's, that brings me back to what we were talking about earlier about what are we filling ourselves? What seeds do we have? What fruits are we producing that, you know, we're planting into our children. Um, And it's very important to, sow those seeds into our lives so then once those fruits are produced into our lives then we can give that to our children it's just so important to to build to build that up because like i said we're we're raising up the next generation and this next generation has to be stronger because mm-hmm. things are not getting better so we're going to need a strong foundation for what's coming um that's if jesus doesn't come <laughs> but right you know, like, wow, like just kind of sitting down and thinking about that, like, we're, we're responsible for so much. We think it's like, oh, I just have two kids to worry about, you know, but like, imagine my next sister has another two to five kids, my next sister, we're building up a whole generation together. Mm -hmm. So our, our job is to push forth whatever plan God has for their life and, and continue that prayer continue praying over their lives because generations are going to come that generation after that I want that to be even stronger and the generation after that even stronger and it's once you start to think about all those things you're just like wow you know we we are a tiny little piece in our child's life um you know and it's all part of God's plan we are chosen to be their parents for a reason God knows why we were given the children we were given. And I think it's just so important for us to, to kind of wake up and be like, you know, it's not just, it's not just this little life that I have. It's a whole other generation coming up after, after I finish, you know, quote, quote, finish my job of raising my child. So, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. That is such a good reminder. Thank you for that. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that we've actually been talking about here. Um, one of the ways that we try and um, at least I do, you know, like during the week when I'm, I'm here with them because I'm home, I'm fortunate to stay home as I, I've been trying to cultivate like devotion with mm-hmm. my kids and like teaching them to respect and honor God's word. And also like breaking down the stories with them in kid friendly ways so that they don't feel so up abstract and when you were talking about the generations it kind of reminded me of you know we've been talking about in our devotion like Abraham and Sarah and then you go to Isaac and then you go to Jacob and Esau and then so you know I was teaching my oldest I could see the light bulb go off when he realized oh like this like he was his dad and then he was his dad and he was you know what I mean and and it just like really struck me when you were talking like that imagery came in my head of just kind of like, like they get it, you know, like the generations are connected. There's nothing that there's nothing that's not going to affect the next generation. Everything we do is going to affect the next generation. And we're not saying that to be fear mongering. (laughs) You know what I mean? We're not saying that you don't have to have fear of the future. Obviously we know that the Lord has so many good promises just like he had with for Abraham, but you know, like you were saying, I, I feel like um, the word that that really captures what you're you're trying to say is the being accountable, and where the we have this job to raise uh, children, and if they are boys, then you have 
um, this amazing opportunity to raise like a godly man. Like that is so powerful. And that, that blows my mind. (laughs) And it does kind of, it does kind of seem overwhelming sometimes. I I know you probably feel the same way. If you're like, oh my gosh, like, am I raising like a preacher right now or a missionary? Like, I don't know, Lord, if you send him overseas, I'm good. You're going to have to give me a a blessing or something because I don't think I can handle my baby going overseas. (laughs) Yes. But different things like that come to my mind. And so, yeah, I think it's just so important for us to remember that, you know, we shouldn't just think about today, but like what we're putting into our kids for tomorrow. And I love what you said about, you know, like the seeds and the planting. And I think um, if we just keep having those that imagery in our head and reminding us of that, I think it will help us in the day-to-day things to be more accountable of what we're putting into our kids, especially into our little boys. Yep. Totally. Like you said, it's not to fear monger. It's just Mm -hmm. to give perspective of, of how important you are to them, to, to their lives. And you were chosen to be, you know, that mom for your little one. And, you know, in their eyes, they don't see you as like, you know, imperfect. They don't see you. Everything that you do is fine. Okay, mama, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just keeping into mind, like I, like if I, you know, take time to do self-care for myself, like why, why not like, you know, take the time to care for them too. in, In the aspect of, you know, forming them mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. So that's just, that's like the big, big thing for me like I've been learning so much in this like year you know like we've had so much time to just think about you know know. oh god yeah you're right you know I should definitely work on that because I'm I really need help so Mm -hmm. you know it's just a lot of things that like have been like circulating in my mind and in my heart and my spirit and I and I'm just like yeah god you're right I need to be better I need to do better yeah, I've definitely felt that too. And I think a lot of us have, like you said, um, you know, 2020, mm. 2020, that's how I got to say 2020. Yeah. But, <laughs> but one of the things that I learned too is somebody said this, um, and let me see if I'm going to say this right. It's kind of rung in my head is you should have a life that you don't want to escape from. And that could that could be taken in many different ways, but mm-hmm. I took it as, you know what I mean? Like we should, we should be appreciative and thankful for what we have and find joy in whatever situation. And like you said, like taking time to have self care, whatever that looks like for you. Sometimes for me, that just means like taking a hot shower and washing my hair with mm. nobody knocking on the door. Yeah. <laughs> um, <a> dream. <laughs> sometimes that means keeping candy in my dresser for myself that nobody else gets to. <laughs> mm. Or just that quiet time in the morning before they wake up because hallelujah, my kids are a little bit older. I can do that now. But, you know, I can I can have that devotion and, and read the Bible and read the word and have that spiritual self-care that's important. And I think when we when we invest in our needs, it will help the needs of the rest of the family. And I think we cannot forget that. And I think hopefully 2020 has helped that a little bit to remind us to slow down and to be still, to rely on God, because we really don't know what, what is going on, Lord. <laughs> you know what's going on. We have yeah. no clue. Everybody's guessing this and guessing that, and we're probably all wrong, but you know, we can trust in you. He's our foundation. He's the one that will fill our cup. Like you said, I love, you know, what you were talking about earlier about you can't really serve from an empty vessel. You can't give from an empty vessel. And that's so important. So what, think about your personality and what will help you be a better mom. If you have a boy or girl, doesn't matter. Just a mom in general. We're all tired. (laughs) I don't have this written down, but I would love to know, like, what are some of the things that you, that help you kind of get your cup full and fill you up and that self-care that helps the day-to-day? 
Um, well, I, I love music. I actually did sing for a little bit at church, um, mm -hmm. led worship. Um, so I love, I love worship, worship, like singing songs, singing praise to God. Like, I love that. And I, I love to just blast the music and I don't care if they're there with me or if they're not there with me, but it just brings me so much, so much like, oh my goodness, I think I, I'm actually doing an okay job when I see them, you know, like praising and dancing and lifting their hands and closing their eyes, you know, having a little church like at home. And I love to see that because, you know, I'm just like, okay, what I'm doing, it, it is pouring over towards them. Um, and I love to write. Um, I write, I feel like I don't write well, but I, I love to just express myself yeah. in writing, um, whether it is through my Instagram caption or my blog, um, my personal blog or through the church's blog. Like, I feel like God is always talking to me, always telling me things like, you know, every time I receive a word, it hits me first. Yes. Um, I feel it. I like either I'm experiencing it or I had experienced it. Um, but it's always a word that I know just like it, it has filled my cup. It has mm -hmm. touched my life. It has transformed me. And now I want to share it because if he can do it with me, he can do it with someone else, you know? So that's, yeah. those are, those are a couple things that I love to do. Yeah, I do. I agree with that too. And, you know, I was kind of smiling when you were talking about writing because I, you know, I did grow up bilingual. I lost it obviously as I got older, but, um, you know, I always said that like, there's certain things that I say or that I write that's not like proper. And yeah. then the Lord really placed it in my heart that like, you're a writer, you're not an editor. As somebody else will edit your stuff for you. <laughs> so as somebody who has written a few books, don't worry about that. So if you ever feel called to write a book or something like that, Diana, you got it. You definitely are a writer anyways, because whether it's an Instagram caption or a blog post or a book, it doesn't matter. It's the power of words that God is using. He's blessed you. He really has. That's one of the reasons why I asked you on the podcast. You do have a talent for writing. You do, you do. And, and it's beautiful job. And I think that God is going to use that for his glory and for good. And I think uh, when we pour ourselves into things that make us passionate and connect with his heart and, um, obviously, you know, expressing the messages that he gave us first. I love what you said, you know, it hits you first. That is so true. Any of the the books that I've written, I mean, some of the books I didn't want to write because I had, I was going through that season. So it's like, I felt the Lord saying, you need to share this now. And I'm like, no, because that's going to expose like a problem that I had, you know what I mean? Or, or I have, <laughs> um, especially as a mom, but you know, I do think that God does bless. He just gives us so many gifts. He's so good to us. He's so good, whether it's, you know, with through worship or through writing or even through, you know, sharing fashion or or whatever. He really can use all things for good. He really does. Definitely. I feel like when you dedicate those talents to him, like that's going to be a blessing for someone. Like you said, whether it's sharing fashion, whether it's just writing, you know, a little caption under your post, God is going to use that. If your intention is to, you know, to speak his truth, God is going to use that. And I've, I've experienced it where people are like, Hey, you know what? Like, I know I've been living a life, you know, they just tell me, I know I've been living a life that's not for God, but this inspired me to go back. And I'm like, wow. Like, even if it's just for one soul, you know, one soul is yes. worth so much more, so much more than any gold in the world. So it's just, it's, it's a way of ministering. And I just feel so humble that God just puts, puts those things into my heart and, and allows me to, you know, just, just speak it, you know, and, and I'm yeah. trusting in him that no matter what happens in life, that he will lead the way and I will just gladly follow because I know I can, I can totally trust in him. Yes. Amen. So Diana, uh, just thank you so much for taking time, you know, honestly, truly thank you for being on the podcast, for sharing your heart with us and 
really getting into this conversation about motherhood in general. And I, I really do love your heart. I, I miss seeing your face, you know, during this time that I'm taking. Um, But you know, God is just so, so good. And I'm so glad that we were able to connect today. Can you please share with everybody listening where they could find you again and where they could follow you online? Sure. Um, so my Instagram account is D uh, period modest mama. Um, and then I also have a, a blog, a personal blog is dmodestmama.com. So you guys are totally welcome to check that out. So fun. Please do. She is amazing. You won't be disappointed. Diana, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, JC. Were you inspired by this episode? I hope so. If you were, please take a screenshot of your podcast player and share it on Instagram stories, tagging me at HelloAwesomeLive. That's H-E-L-L-O-A-W-E-S-O-M-E-L-I-V-E. It really encourages me to see that you were blessed. Also, do you want a free digital devotional? Leave a five-star review in iTunes and DM me a screenshot of the review with your email address. You'll be gifted a digital devotional of your choice as a thank you. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to helloawesome.live. That's H-E-L-L-O-A-W-E-S-O-M-E dot L-I-V-E. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.